0: Hey, what's going on guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast radio show coming to you on this Sunday post our advanced Metcon session here and I am riding the struggle bus hard this afternoon. So I'm going to get this to you as quickly as I can because I want to go home and uh, maybe I'll eat a pizza. I don't know. I'm feeling a little bit uh, dangerous today and uh, maybe live in my pool, take a nap. I don't know. See where the day takes me. But uh I, I did want to get you, you out in all seriousness, I wanted to get you this out before uh I have a really busy week here personally and professionally, but I came across this message from my homie Pat Rigsby. And uh I shared a lot of Pat stuff with you guys over the last couple years, and uh he has you know, shared a wealth of knowledge with me. And uh I thought you could benefit from hearing this in my words. Uh and it, we're talking about your personal operating system, and I'm gonna connect it to kind of your personal success system, which to me, you know, one and the same, uh, if you will. And a lot of this is connected to, you know, if you run a business. Or it can be tied to career as well. I think if you are an operator, um, and again, all of you are, whether you are a business owner, whether you're a manager of people, whether you're an account executive, whether you're just a technician at something, you're all an operator of your life. I don't think that's something we can really argue with. Now, what I do for a living, obviously, I'm the owner I'm the manager, uh, I'm the operator, I I wear all the hats, I'm the garbage man sometimes if I have to be. Um, You do everything when it's like this. Some of you guys don't do everything, but you're an operator in your own life of everything. So meaning all the things that suck in your life are because of you. And all the things that are amazing in your life are because of you as well. Now, I'm not talking about like the one-off critical stuff like, you know, somebody ran into your car. Well, I mean, it's not really your fault then, but you guys get the gist of what I'm saying. Like your success and your failures are predicated on how you are living your life and how you are operating. And the things that you're great at, well, it's because you're operating in a great lane. The things that you suck at and are struggling at, you are operating in a different lane, and that's where I'm going to connect this to. So whether you run your own show, you want to run your own business, or you work inside an organization, or in your marriage, or with your kids, you can connect the dots on all of these. And I think these are kind of all you know, universal truths if you can view them and hear them with an open mind. So I believe our personal and our professional success largely is dictated by how we operate as a person. I don't know how else to say that. Now, there is people who are so good at what they do, they can just suck at everything, but they're so good at this one skill and this one craft, they can get away with all the other shit. But even those people, you get annoyed with them at some point, and you let them go. I use like pro sports for an example. Like As good as Antonio Brown is on the football field, he became such a pain in the ass off the field that nobody wanted to deal with him. And I think you guys have to remember that for you who are the savants, you're the geniuses, you're great at what you do. If you don't have these basic humanistic people skills, you're either A, going to fail or be like, one-tenth as successful as you could be. And that's just my two cents. And so I think how you operate as a human being and a person is going to dictate your professional success and your success in your private life. So. We've seen this before in our space, you know, people can carry all the degrees, all the credentials, all the certifications, but if they don't operate well personally, they don't really get to capitalize on that knowledge and on the technical skills they have. You now, I get a lot of people who message me and say, hey, they want to come work here. I don't think they really know what this is when they're, they're doing that, and we'll meet them sometimes, we'll do interviews, or I've had people work here, but we've had to fire people before here um, who've come in and who have, maybe they have the degree, they have the credentials, but they suck shit, for lack, for lack of a better term. Like They lack putting the pieces together. They lack the operating skills to share that knowledge and give that knowledge to other people because they just do not care. Um, and I think that's a big part of your personal operating system and, and how much success you have. You have to care. And so with that in mind, I'm going to share these tips kind of in my own words and and how i consume them and view them and how i try to integrate them into my life and and share that with our staff here and our people and all the people i work with display all these traits and so the first one i think you have to stop looking backwards and start having a a bigger forward focus so stop living life in the rear view live life in the now and see what the future holds for you and I, i get it you have to look back and you have to learn from the past, but you can't live there. You can't change the things that went wrong. You can't go back and you know invent Uber if you had the idea. You can't go back and create the pool noodle, even if you thought of it first. Like you can't dwell on that investing in you know retirement, you know, 25 years ago if you're older now and you're trying to play catch up. You can't go back and predict the crash of 07-08 if you lost a ton of money in the stock market. Those things happened. You can learn from them learn from past, you know, failures and mistakes and fuck ups, that's normal, but you can't live there. But and you can also look back and you can celebrate all the good things you did, all the amazing memories. That that's an important part of life too. But when you spend all your time dwelling on the past and missed opportunities, what tends to happen is you miss the things right in front of your face today. You miss the future opportunities that are going to come your way because you're living life in the rearview, dwelling on shit that you cannot change. So don't worry about the would've, could could'ves, and should have's had beens in your life. Just let it go and enjoy the now and look forward to the future. Number two, nobody likes to know it all. And I mean no one. Uh, you know these people. Uh, they're the people when you're talking to them, they'll cut you off and say, "Yeah, yeah, 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 I know. Or as soon as you're done speaking, oh yeah, I already know that. And you know they're full of shit when they're saying it. But some people just for some reason, they have that like they have to come off as they're so smart and they know everything, and they always have a story that is better than yours and uh if you're that person, just don't be that person, or sometimes I get this a lot where i'm I'm talking to someone and i'm not talking to hear myself speak i don't need to do that i, I wouldn't if you guys didn't listen to this podcast and like and give us all the positive messages and feedback, and people tell me it's worthwhile and they wish I would do it even more. I would never do this. I know what I'm saying. I don't need to hear myself speak, but sometimes I'll talk to someone and I'm sharing knowledge with them, to answer the question they ask me, and to help them. Very rarely do I interject myself into a conversation, just to prove a point or share something. That's not who I am. I, it's typically I'm, I'm all re, I'm reactive sales, right? If I was the if if we're all salespeople in life. I am reactive sales. I am not an outgoing person to just, you know, dump my shit on you. With that said, I'm answering a question someone is asking me and they stare at you like a, like a zombie. Like they're staring right through you. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Like when you get that creepy person who's just like staring right through your soul. And the second you stop speaking, they just have, you know, word garbage spitting all over you because they just couldn't wait for their turn to talk. And if you're that person, don't be. You don't have to lead with your expertise. You don't have to show the world you know everything because you don't. And the reality is, is that people don't really care how much you know until they know how much you care. I think that's actually the famous quote. Because when someone asks, obviously you can share, but you can't you know, bully someone into your expert opinion or make you believe what they want to believe. So if you're a person out there who tends to be a know-it-all, don't be that. If you don't know something, the best thing you can say is, I don't know. I can find out, or I'm not an expert at that. And I think the older you get, hopefully, the more you realize you don't know shit. Um, In this life, you can master one thing. I think that is an amazing gift. And if, if you reached a level of mastery at one thing, you have lived an epic life. I'm probably good at like three things in life. I'm probably okay at like five. So that's like eight things I kind of am around, but... There's 9 trillion other things I don't know shit about. So I don't talk about it. I don't speak about it. Um, I'll share some experiences. Short of that, it's just not what I do. So if you're a person who tends to try to be the end-all, be-all Google for people, just don't be. Um, Because people can see through it pretty quickly. Number three, be okay with you. Yes, you want to keep improving. You want to always keep being a better person. But you have to accept the fact that you are flawed. You're not perfect. You don't know everything. And you're probably just perfectly fucked up the way that you are. And obviously, if there's the the things that are huge character flaws that are holding you back um, from things that your mom put on you, your dad put on you, school put on you, or some traumatic experiences, yes, you can improve those and you can let those go. But just understand you're a human being. We all have strengths. We all have weaknesses. We all have things that we struggle with and things that are always going to not be our strong suit. It's like if you're a football player, right? You're not going to be the quarterback and the running back and the kicker and the offensive lineman and the linebacker. You're probably just going to be the quarterback, and that's okay. Like You're probably just going to be the wide receiver, and that's okay. That's why you don't play 14 different positions. You just play one position. Spend more time making the most of what you're good at and what you can do And far less time dwelling on the stuff that you suck at and that you can't do. And for me personally, I just punt the stuff that I'm bad at and that I I naturally don't like and I naturally am not good at. I have a level of competency in everything that I think is valuable in my life to make me happy and be stress-free and take me to places I want to go. But if I'm not naturally good at something, why am I going to waste my time trying to make, you know a square peg fit into a round hole it's just it's not going to happen that's why you surround yourself with other people who can complement your skills that goes for your business that goes for the job you work in any teams you play on your husband your wife those kinds of people your friends for that matter that's what they're for number four understanding that not everything is important and this for a lot of people is key i think the more successful you get you're going to realize you say no to way more shit than you say yes to I say no to almost everything, and maybe to a fault, and maybe I'm turning down some opportunities that could take me different places, but if I have to force myself to make it seem important, I don't think I should do it. And Again, that's just how I move. So there are some things that are important, and man, there's a whole lot of shit that doesn't matter, and this goes for life in general. It doesn't take long to figure out what the important things are to you what your values and what your beliefs are. And you have to be conscious of that and you have to be aware because the unimportant stuff really outnumbers the important shit in life about 10 to 1. In all reality, I think it's about 100 to 1. And I think you know 99% of the shit people are worrying about every single day doesn't fucking matter at all. Um, I'm going to share this a blanket story here in a roundabout way. Um, the other day, Something I was going to purchase and do um, that I valued didn't work out for me, and admittedly I was a little bit salty for about uh, ten minutes about it. Um, I was trying to make a purchase; Um, it didn't happen. Logistics didn't work out, and then I was having a you know what I call Jeremy's being a little shithead moment to myself. I'm not complaining to the world. And then uh, I'm walking down the street, and I see it's part of our neighborhood. There's there's a home of. uh, young men who live there who uh they're they're living on their own but they have developmental disabilities and they typically have caregivers there with them they're part of the community they have jobs they're doing normal stuff but they just can't really live on their own yet they don't have that skill set and they might never and sometimes they're outside and and they'll you know they're talking about the weather and and i'm walking my dog and he gives me a shot across the street and uh him and i have a dialogue for about 45 seconds until i take my dog to the dog park and just to put things into perspective I was concerned about something that is so trivial and so fucking worthless and means nothing to my life and I was letting it steal minutes of joy for me um uh, because I was having a little asshole moment and then I see this guy you know who's living in a group home with other grown men because he doesn't have the mental capabilities to live on his own, and so we get lost sometimes in things in business and in life that do not fucking matter whatsoever and yet you understand your life could be so different in the blink of an eye. And a lot of the things that we've been given as individuals, we did nothing to deserve. Now, the the, the basic stuff, yes. But what did I do to deserve this body and this brain in this voice and this face and this life and all the things that I have been given that other people weren't given? And that's what I mean. Like We worry about so much shit that literally is trivial and is fucking just worthless when our life could be 10,000 times worse, and you can't get lost in that shit, and I think a lot of people do, and again, you can't avoid the trivial stuff. I understand that we're all human. It happens to us, but think about what you invest your time, money, energy, and effort in, and that's what really counts. And and that's what's really going to matter in life. When you think about, you know, the important stuff, like how you spend your time, how you spend your effort, how you spend your energy, how you spend your money, and, and just understanding that a lot of the things that are stressing you out in life are things that a, you probably could not even stress about. And two, in a month, three months and three years, do they even fucking matter? The answer is probably not. And you have to get to a place where, when it does happen, because you know, it still happens to me, i came out saying it doesn't, but I snap out of it pretty quick and sometimes it's just seeing something else in a different situation like, wow, you're worried about something that is a luxury problem, for lack of a better term. And We've done a whole podcast on that. Like These are luxury problems and luxury issues that we have. And When you're letting luxury problems and things that are not important drag you down, cause you stress and rob moments of what I call healthy joy from your life. That is a critical mistake. There's no reason why I should have let five minutes of my life go by to be stressed out about some stupid materialistic shit when I had an amazing life and an amazing opportunity happening in those very seconds. But yet, a lot of us are guilty of it. So if you you find yourself doing that, try to snap yourself out of it pretty quick. Next one, make deposits. Help enough people get where they want to go and you're going to get where you want to go. I believe that what we say in our term, and I say it to my young kid here who works all the time, who's, he's young, he's ambitious. He wants to make millions of dollars like, like everybody who does when they're young uh, until you realize, you know, what that looks like. And, and I'm not deterring you from that. It's like we work hard here and we make money here and it's super fun, but it's fucking work. And just understand if you help enough people, you're going to make enough money. Whatever that looks like for you, I don't know, but if you can be so helpful be so dominant. You can be a linchpin in any organization. You can create so much value for that brand. You can create so much value for that company. You can create so much value for your clients, for your patients, for your customers, for your athletes. If you do that, you're going to make more money than you ever thought possible. And if you help enough people get where they want to go, you're going to get where you want to go. You have to think of it that way. Rather than itemizing every single transaction and every interaction trying to see what you can extract from it understand that it's not a single individual act that pays you back every single day it's your body of work over time that will ultimately reward you and that will be your legacy so the takeaway is invest in others. Try to be a fountain for them, not a drain. If you run a business, if you work in a company, if you are someone who's helping other people or you're selling or whatever, it doesn't even matter what you're doing. How much value can you provide for the other person? Can you give 51% and only take 49%? That's the game. And there's a, again, I work in a service business, you guys. I'm going to do a podcast here and this is probably going to take me an hour. Plus the show notes of reading, plus the editing, plus going back. So hear me out here. I'm going to do this and I'm not doing this thinking, oh man, how much money is this hour going to make me? That's not why I'm doing it. This is going to be a collective of body of work that's going to A, help a shit ton of people because we know the numbers when we share the podcast and two, it'll pay me back some way. Whether it's monetary stuff, whether you guys buy something that we do, whether it's uh, affiliate stuff, if it's our stuff, if it's clothes, if it's gear, if it's the next transformation, um, if you come here and visit and hang out, if you're in Scottsdale and you come actually train with us in our facility, if nothing else, if this makes your life better, if you have a better day because you heard me say this, if you do one thing I mentioned in this podcast that made your life better for your husband, for your wife, for your business, for your family, da da da, I'm happy to do it that's what paid me back that's the deposit that I'm making today and I'm getting paid back interest for it so when you guys are going to do something and if you wanna make money you wanna help people whatever it is if you help enough people get where they wanna go you're gonna get to where you wanna go and don't look at people as just transactions look at it from a relationship base invest in other people invest in the relationship do something today that may never pay you back Do something today that might not pay you back for one year, three years, five years. But if you do that consistently and you're always giving and trying to be awesome and you're doing it without the expectation of getting fucking rich and getting a bunch of shit back in return, I promise you it's a longer game, but you are going to make the money back. You're going to be happy. You're going to be successful. And there's going to be legacy built inside of that that goes way deeper than any paycheck and no matter how many zeros you get from it. Feel me on that. Next one, be open-minded. We live in a world where far too many people are interested in just winning the argument instead of finding the best solution. It's better to be willing to listen and potentially learn than just be right, and whatever right even means. And And I think this, with the experiences I've had, and my experiences, that we can learn from almost everyone, even the worst people in the world, who do the worst shit, um, we can learn from them. We, if nothing else, we can learn you know, what not to do. And they can serve as a lesson and an example of, of what not to follow and where things went wrong. Um, and I think that's a common mistake people make. Even those people we disagree with, we can learn something from them and their argument and see things from their point of view. Whether we believe in it or not, there's something to be said with that. And if worst case scenario, we can have empathy for them, that they can't get to a place that we can get to. And, you know, sure, sometimes it might be learning, you know, you know what to do, what not to do, but you can always be learning and be open-minded and be improving by even you know, the worst case scenarios. And I share that because there's a lot of people who don't agree with, I'll give an example here. The other day. I got an ex- a message today, um, a guy messaged me and he said, uh, you know, Mike Boyle who's a fitness guy. If you guys who listen, Mike Boyle is, is you know, an OG in fitness. He's been around for a very long time. Um, Mike puts out a lot of good stuff. Mike says a lot of things that are beneficial and educational. And I've learned a handful of things from Mike that, I, that I've taken and adopted and used in my own training. But he sent me a message from Mike Boyle as a video. And, and Mike said, never do burpees. Burpees are like, you know, lack of a better term, one of the most worthless exercises you can ever do. Now, I strongly disagree with Mike on that. I I don't think it's uh, correct. I don't adopt the same belief system. I teach it in our space here. We do them. We just did them today in our Advanced Metcon group. And in the context of how he's describing it, that is his truth and that is his belief. Now, he also teaches a lot of things in his facility, in his space, that I would not teach to our people at scale. So the point being is this. Do I just shut Mike down and think he's an idiot and he's a loser and I shouldn't listen to him? No, I don't. I hear where he's coming from. I hear from his point of view in the context he's giving it and I have an open mind about it and I can learn from that. And I think we can do that with what we think about religion, politics, money, anything that people disagree on, you can come into it with an open mind. And if you do that, just understand that, A, you're probably not going to change their mind and that shouldn't be the goal of it. Like if someone argues to me like, Jeremy, you shouldn't swear on the podcast, I have empathy for you. I'm totally cool with your stance and your beliefs on swear words on a podcast. Um, I'm open to have a dialogue with you in a discussion knowing that you're not going to change my mind. I have zero interest in changing your mind. Here's where I'm coming from. I understand where you're coming from. And then we can have a conversation from there. And I think that's crucial with everybody. So when you're in an argument or the heat of the battle, hear where they're coming from their perspective and they can be wrong and you can be right, that's okay, but still have an open mind and attack it that way. Next one, listen, and this is probably the biggest thing. And uh, the phrasing we use is that's why God gave you two ears and one mouth. So you listen more than you talk. I think that's the phrasing anyway, or at least that's how I heard it as a kid. Uh, and, and I believe it to this day, maybe because I'm a natural introvert, but I tend to listen way more than I speak. Um, cause I can learn more that way, but you know, the people I'm talking about who we mentioned them before and that, and that doesn't have to be just a know it all, but those people who are speaking and they're not really listening to you. They're just waiting for their turn to talk and people will tell you a lot. And I mean a lot about themselves if you let them. You can gain way more knowledge and way more insights and understand human behavior and how to serve people and help them and be part of a team and have a better relationship with them if you listen to them speak and really understand where they're coming from and hear their words. I think that ties into being open minded as well. So, any advice I could give you is just when you're in a room, don't always be the loudest person in the room, don't always be the guy who's talking the most in the room. Listen observe and see the behavior and the patterns that are happening around you. Um, you'll become a lot smarter person because of it. Next one, set your own values um, and your own beliefs. Um, and they don't have to be just taken from your mom and your dad and from school and the people around you. I think that's a, a character flaw of a lot of people. Um, I could go down 50 rabbit holes here. I'm not gonna go you know, super crazy with it, but values should be determined by the way that you operate in the way that you live your life. Not by the way that your mom lives her life. Not by the way your dad lives his life. Not your brother, not your sister, not your friends, and a lot of times not even your husband or wife. It has to be about what you value and what you believe. And hopefully the person you're married to, you share those common beliefs and goals. But it doesn't have to be down to the T. You can have some common ground there. But we all have beliefs. We all have values. Um, Even if we haven't written them out yet, which I believe you should... So you should take some time to clarify the things that matter most to you in your life. Because if you don't, you find yourself living a life based on what other people value and what other people believe. And I meet a lot of people who follow a religion because their mom and dad did. And I'm not saying that's wrong. But if you don't have the same belief system, why are you going to follow the same stuff just because they told you that's what you were? They told you that's what you should do. And again, I know I'm getting into a gray area here, but I just believe in really finding out who you are and what matters to you. And for me personally, I value a lot of the same things that my parents do, but I also value a lot of things that they don't value. I also have a belief system that's different from them of how to live my life, how to speak, how to talk, how to interact there's a lot of things that we're not going to see 100% eye to eye on, and that's okay. I think it's almost more important to find out who you are as a person than just to take things as they come. I don't believe a lot of things that are taught in the school system are correct. I choose to go a different route. I give advice based on what I value and what I believe and what I've seen is most beneficial for other people. So if I look at what do I write down? What, do I, what does Jeremy Scott value? I value time and health are probably one you know, one A, one B. I can I think they're interchangeable. Those are the one those are the two that, that can't be moved. I value health and time because if you don't have time you're dead and really none of this matters. And if you don't have your health and you feel like a piece of shit, your time is almost worthless. Um it's not because you can't turn it around, but without those two things everything else really suffers. So how I live my life is predicated on how healthy I am and how much time I have. And I try to maximize those two things. If I go down the list, I'm going to go relationships. They matter to me. I don't have to have 8,000 relationships, but the one I do have in my life, they have to matter. And they're important. And I value those things because those are the people that mean the most to me and they bring me the most joy in my life and the most value. And those are the people I want to see be most successful. That's why I'm in a service business. This is relationship-based, if you guys don't know that by now. This is not about fucking money. Like, if I wanted to do just just stuff for money, I would do this way differently. I wouldn't come on here on a Sunday and kill myself with a bunch of people for free. Um, But that's what we do. I wouldn't give away $10,000 a year worth of free t-shirts if this was just about money. It's about creating a relationship, making people feel good, and giving them something that they can be proud of and they can be happy with, and giving them some hope and trying to create value in their life so that's why relationships to me are that high on the list next one on my value list freedom I value being free in a lot of ways most people aren't I can come to work when I want I can leave when I want I can work hard when I want I can be lazy when I want I can say what I want when I want however I want to whoever I want and granted like I have to live with the repercussions of that but that's the world that I live in nobody can tell me what I can and can't say Nobody can tell me where I can and can't go. Nobody can tell me what to wear to work. Nobody can, none of those things, people don't have control over me. And when you get to a place where you have a certain amount of freedom, you feel something that a lot of other people don't. I always hated having to go to school at a certain time. and I never understood, I don't want to get off topic, but I never understood corporate America. It's like you work from 9 to 5. What if I'm not motivated at 10, a, 10 a.m.? What if I want to do something else at 10 a.m.? But if, what if I want to work from... p.m. till 9 p.m. Because that's when I'm most productive. That's when I'm most motivated. That's when I'm the most jacked. And I don't want to work hard in the middle of the day. That's why I live this life and I choose to do it. And that's why I'll work 100 hours a week so I don't have to work 40 hours a week somewhere else. And there's a freedom in that. Um, It's kind of like, you know, the the super rich people when they have, you know, for lack of a better term, we call it fuck you money Um, because they can do what they want, when they want, how they want. And there is a freedom in that. Um, I also value not having a lot of stress in my life. So I have created an ecosystem in a world where I value not having stress and I'm willing to take on what I'm willing to take on. And there's certain things that I'm always going to say no to because I don't want the stress in my life. So that's high on my list of values and beliefs. Creativity is right next to it. I want to be able to create stuff. Podcasts, blogs, workouts, programs. Who knows what's next for my life? But I have the creativity. And the freedom to do basically anything I want. If I want to change gears tomorrow and run a donut shop, I can run a donut shop. Like nothing is holding me back. And a lot of people have, you know, financial stress holding them back. They have, you know, parents holding them back, friends, family members, uh, different things that are keeping them in a box. And I don't live there. And the last thing in terms of value and beliefs, money. Obviously, we live in an economic world, I have to have that. So. The reason I shared that is not to you know, share my personal life with you, but understand if you have not written down the things that you value, health, time, relationships, freedom, lack of stress, creativity, money, those are my belief systems and my values and that's how I operate my life and my business. If you've never written those things down, you're kind of just wandering through life aimlessly and I don't think that's a recipe for success. Most people don't wander into an amazing life. So you have to be diligent about it, my two cents. Next one, treat others how you want to be treated. It's the golden rule. And uh, it was true in in third grade and it's true today. And uh, that's better than than most people are doing in life. And I think if you treat people, you know, the way that they want to be treated, you're okay. But more importantly, treat them as best as you possibly can, I guess, would be the next level up. Um, That's the way that you should think about it. Treat people the best you possibly could. If you run a restaurant, you know, have the best service you can possibly have. If you run a gym, you know, give people as much value as you can give them. You know, try to help them be, become an expert, become a master at your craft. Whatever you do, if you're a salesman, give the person the best deal you can give them. Don't just try to rip them off and go for max profits. And I get it, you live in an economic world, but if you le- if someone leaves your business feeling that they got a good deal. Feeling like you really helped them, feeling like you really gave a shit, you're going to make more money. Maybe not in that first transaction, but over the course of the business, you for surely are going to win. I promise you guys. Treat other people the best you possibly can, in a way that you'd want to be treated if you went into, you know, a car dealership, if you went into get a haircut, if you went into a financial advisor, if you went into a doctor's office, if you went into fill in the blank customer service is key and making people feel a certain way is going to have a much bigger impact on your life and your business than just a single transaction bottom dollar you could squeeze out of them one day. Next one, embrace the suck as I like to say or I guess solve the suck is probably a better term or the parts that you can solve on it anyway and I think that's kind of the takeaway there's always going to be certain things in your business that suck excuse me there's my bike cough that you don't like and you don't enjoy but try to solve the things that are solvable Um, because there's always going to be challenges even for the most successful of us but it's those challenges that tend to bring out the best in us and help us rise you know to the occasion like I've shared before it's in those kind of sink or swim moments those of us who have some resolve tend to swim before we just literally sink and let everything go to shit Uh, and again challenges some of them are brutal uh, and not fun and they're painful and that's what changes us and some of us are the challenges are a little bit you know enjoyable even when they're hard it's kind of like we take pride in solving the hard problems uh, but if the process of your job and your career and your marriage and your life always seems like it's a struggle and it always sucks you're probably in the wrong place you're probably in the wrong process you're probably in the wrong job you're probably in the wrong marriage that's how I would look at it anyway and again I, I'm married I know how it goes my wife sometimes um drives me fucking insane and I'm sure there's some days where she wants to you know smash my head through the wall and I think that's just I think that's just normal and that's part of it and there's same thing there days here at this job where I absolutely love it and I leave here so filled with gratitude and I'm like man my life is sick I have the best life ever and there's days I leave here and it's like I feel like I got kicked in the nuts 45 times and I'm like sick to my stomach and I'm like man this job sucks I don't want to do this anymore but those are in the micro in the macro I think you should enjoy it. But if it's always a struggle, and if you're always arguing, if you're always stressed, and you're always fighting, and you're always pissed off, and you're always run down, you're in the wrong place. You need to make a change. You have to find a different approach to the struggle. Because if it's every day, it's not going to work. But if the process does feel like a challenge that makes you nervous, but also excites you, also gets you jacked up to conquer it then I think you guys are probably on the right track. The way I look at, you know, my business and my life with all the things I, I want to accomplish and I want to do, A, I have to love the process of it, at least most of it. Understanding that, you know, I'm going to eat dirt um, a lot of times and I'm okay with that because I know for all the dirt I have to eat, there's a lot of, you know, awesome shit that is, you know, intermixed with that that I do enjoy. And I approach everything with a sense of urgency laced with heavy patience. And I can't say that enough I approach every job here, every task, whether it's, you know, our podcast, our blog, our group training, um, whether it's, you know, us doing product development, whether it's my in my marriage, if it's us paying off our house, if it's us saving for retirement, all of those things I attack with like this ridiculous sense of urgency, almost like I'm anxious to, to get the next thing done. But knowing that the results of that hard work and effort and the challenge that it brought me is laced with the insane level of patience. Knowing that I'm probably not going to see it pay off today, tomorrow, or next month. But eventually, I'll stand the test of time and it's going to pay off for me. Next on the list. Develop skills in your life that matter. You have to become better at things that will always help you. As a person, that's why I always say the best investment you can make is in yourself by listening to podcasts, by reading books, by going to personal development conferences, by learning things, by surrounding yourself with badass people who are smarter than you, more talented to you and better at you, at especially certain things like where they can share different modalities or maybe the same thing that you do, but they just do it a little bit different and you can beg, borrow and steal the things that they do best. To me, I believe it's things like verbal... And written communication. Uh, Those things can help you become better leaders, uh, better, you know, just a better human overall in terms of that. And by becoming a better learner and developing, you know, perseverance and having patience and having gratitude, you're going to be a better human. We often spend a lot of time learning, you know, random tactics and skills that are useful, but they're limited. A lot of, for you guys who work a job, it's a technical skill. And that's fine, but my wife, you know, works for uh, corporate Marriott, so she's learning a lot of technical skills there, that the technical skills are limited to probably just that job. Now, the critical thinking and the problem solving and the relationship-based stuff, she can use that with me, with her parents, with her sisters, with her friends, with our athletes here. She can use it on the podcast. Those things are important. And so those are the things that I would go, you know, all in on, because if you're developing you know, a better foundation that's going to help you in everything. It can help you with anything. And I truly do believe that. And so that's why, you know, I invest into, you know, learning and reading. And I listen to about 100 audiobooks a year. And I try to really just listen to people around me. And so that's the things that are going to pay off, you know, not just in my personal life, but my professional life too. And the way I invest in stuff here is like this. Number one, what is going to bring the most value to our athletes, our clients, both here and on the internet across the world. What am I going to learn that is going to help them? What can I invest in and what can I extract from a, from a conference, from an audiobook, from a podcast, from a live event, from just random people I meet, friends of mine? What are they doing that I can take to help the people I serve? A, to, to make their life awesome and selfishly will make us more money because we'll help more people and we'll have a deeper impact. And then two, what do I want a person to learn for myself that can make me better, that I suck at, that I truly want to get better at for me and me alone? And then obviously I can reverse it in there and take what I've learned and give it back to the people that I serve. That's how I go about investing in myself to not only make Jeremy better, but make everybody that comes in contact with me better as well. Next one, appreciate the value of time, which I touched on in a second time is is the most important asset. We're not guaranteed even another day of it. That's why it's so crucial. It's finite. It is going to end for all of us. None of us are going to get out of life. So whoever you choose to spend your time, effort, and energy is and wherever you choose to invest your time, you have to choose it wisely. You really do. It's the only resource that once it's burned, it's done and we're not going to get it back. So I do think you have to really be critical of The energy sucks, the time sucks, the vampire sucks, the people who are draining you and and taking everything from you and giving you nothing in return. And and the hard part is is that can sometimes be parents and siblings and a husband or a wife. And uh, if that's the case, you have to really step back and audit how you're spending your time and find ways to be more efficient with it because we all have the same amount um, until it's gone. You you got the same 24 hours in a day. Everybody has eighty six thousand four hundred seconds to do amazing epic stuff and so if you find other people are doing way more than you, take a good look at you know who's sucking all the uh, you know life energy and, and time out of you next one it's all relationships both life, both work everything is relationship based it is not transactional. I do not believe that if you're running your life that way, you're probably not a, a very a very good person in all reality, but uh, it has to be relationship based and so I think if you want a better life. You have to invest in the relationships of the people around you, your friends, your family, even your coworkers, for that matter, and especially the people you serve. If you want to run a better business, you have to create a more you know, professional, relationship-based business. You really do. I think it's everything. I think giving a shit about people is always going to win. You might not win the first quarter or the second quarter or even the third quarter, but you're going to win the game. And you're going to win the season and you're going to win legacy and you're going to be in the hall of fame of whatever you do if you really go about your life giving a shit about people and trying to really help them. I believe that. That's why I do everything I do. Next on the list. You got to be better about your expectations and uh, how much you feel, you know, in your life is dictated on your expectations. And here's the example I'm going to give you. We expect others to act a certain way, and we are disappointed if they don't. Yet, we are guilty of the same behavior in probably 19 other areas of our life. We set arbitrary goals, and we get frustrated when we don't reach those goals. And oftentimes, if we do reach the goals, it turns out to be deflating or very unfulfilling. And what I mean is, we do this as fitness coaches too. And I use real-life examples here. My young coach here is great and he's awesome and he works really hard. He obviously works with clients here that we work with. And we're asking these people here to have realistic expectations and timelines on what they're doing. So people will come in and they'll say, they'll weigh 115 pounds and say, Jeremy, I need to lose 10 pounds of fat. And literally, they're the leanest people we've ever met. Now, they don't have a realistic expectation of what they're trying to do, they don't have the weight to lose. They already are great. They should already be happy. Now, we can improve what they're doing, but they're already awesome. They just don't have a realistic expectation of the goal. We also meet people who come in here who have 100 pounds to lose, and they want to do it in 60 days. That's not realistic. They haven't put in the work yet. They haven't given the effort, and they don't understand how much time it is going to take to get there. So they're not realistic. And my young dude here is very similar. He's young. So he's, you know, 170 pounds, but he wants to be one ninety and five percent body fat. Side note, who the fuck doesn't? Like that that's it's a one zero 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 point one percenter. Yet he's only twenty five years old. You haven't lifted long enough. You don't have the muscle maturity. You haven't trained long enough to get there yet. And he also wants to make, you know, a ridiculous amount of money. It's like, well, you've been working in this career for eighteen months. How great can you be? Like sometimes things just take time, but yet And I love him to to death. He's a great kid. He sets arbitrary goals too, like a lot of other people do as well. Like people say, I want to, you know, and again, I'm not saying don't set goals. Set them, but ask yourself, why is this the goal? Why is this the number? If you've never made more than $40,000 a year, why is the goal to make $150,000 the next year? Wouldn't the proper progression be make $50,000 the next year? Again, I'm not saying don't shoot for the moon. But when you set these crazy expectations, it's very deflating and it's very depressing because you're always kind of you know chasing your own tail and oh, I'm failing, I'm not doing well, I'm not where I should be at this stage because my goal was this. I'm like, well, your goal was fucked up to begin with. If your goal is bullshit, it doesn't matter if you reach it or not. Like It'd be like me saying, oh, at the end of this year, I have to have $7 million in my retirement account. I'm a 36-year-old dude who works in fitness. If I have $7 million in my retirement account at 36, I'm probably just going to disappear at this point because that's probably enough for me to just kind of punt it and do whatever. Now, I wouldn't really do that. But point being is at 36 years old, most people have not acquired enough money and had enough time to create $7 million to have in like index funds or mutual funds or wherever you're putting your money. Point being is the goals you set matter. And you have to have realistic expectations and timelines on those goals. So people will say, I want to make a hundred thousand bucks a year. Well, you've never made more than 45,000 bucks in a year. So in a 12 month time frame, that's probably not going to, you know, you're probably not going to over double your income. You could, but probably not. Or people say, oh, I got to become a millionaire by the time I'm 40. Super cool. But why is it a millionaire? Why is it 1 million bucks? Is it 1 million or is it? Five million, or if at the end of you know you're 40 and your net worth is only $887,000 is that not still pretty awesome or people say I have to weigh uh, 200 pounds and be 6% body fat why is it 200 pounds if you were 6% body fat at 180 pounds would that not be okay or a woman will say I gotta weigh 130 pounds why is it 130 if you are 133 would it matter if you're 128 if you're 137 I have to drive this type of car. It has to be a Mercedes. Why does it have to be a Mercedes? It, it can't be a Honda. It, it can't be you know a Toyota. Like, my point is we set these arbitrary goals on things, and when they don't happen, we become pissed, we become angry, we become deflated, and we feel like things aren't going the right way. All I'm saying is this. I'm not saying you can't drive a Benz and you can't become a millionaire and you can't be 6% body fat. You can do all of those things. And I, if they're important to you, I want each one of you to do all of the, all of that and even more. But just set realistic expectations on those timelines for those goals and ask yourself why they're important to you. You have to spend more time getting clear about what the right expectation is and will you be happy when you get there and you have to audit yourself and ask why do I truly want this is it to impress my mom and my dad and my friends and my family and the internet and Instagram or is it because you really give a shit and you really care about what's going on only you can answer that next one control what you can control Uh, my old boss used to say this all the time control your controllables you can't control every circumstance or event and you can't control others you don't get to decide you know the market and what people care about and what people want. All you can do is react to it the best you can and serve people and help them to the best of your ability. But what you do get to control is how you respond to certain events, and that makes all the difference. Most people spend so much time complaining and worrying and bitching about the things that are beyond their control in life when they could dramatically improve the outcome of their life by reinvesting that time into the things that they can control. I don't worry about if 19 gyms are around me. In fact, there's one I can see from this window. There's one behind me and there's three CrossFit boxes, you know, probably within 100 yards. I don't give a shit. I don't need to help everybody in the world and I'm not for everybody. I can only do what I can do. And a lot of things are going to happen to me, um, whether the, the market goes up or down, real estate, the economy, the weather, it's none of my concern. All I can do is react to it the best that I can and have the best attitude towards it. And I think if you guys started doing that and stopped wasting your time on, you know, a bunch of other shit, your life will be way better for it. Next one. You have to overestimate and underestimate appropriately. Another way of setting realistic expectations is to overestimate how long it's going to actually take you to get there. That's the key. We often create these ambitions and these lists of things we need to accomplish, but we fail to account for how long they're really going to take. And to live an epic life takes epic effort, and a lot of times, way more time than you thought possible. We also have to understand how much time we actually have to dedicate to get things done. If you want to live a 1% life, you got to give 1% effort, and you're going to have to work your fucking face off. You're just going to have to. Anything short of that, like you're just bullshitting yourself. You really are. At the same time, we often as humans underestimate what we can accomplish in 3 years, 5 years or 10 years, but we overestimate what we can get done in 1 year. Be patient everybody. Especially if you're trying to do really awesome powerful stuff, it's going to take time. And it's better to self, set yourself up, you know, to succeed today after you listen to this by overestimating how long something's going to take from you to accomplish a goal. That's my takeaway. Again, obviously my wife and I are paying off our house. We set a goal of you know from when we got diligent about it, and we'll share that story with you guys for sure in detail. But we set a goal we're gonna pay our house off in 24 months. And that was December of last year, was the first, you know, major you know payment that we made towards it. Now I can see how it's trending. I want to move it up and do it before my next birthday, which again I don't know if that's realistic or not, but I'm going to die trying. And even if I don't make it by my next birthday, I'm not a failure. If I have a paid off house, whether I'm 36 or 37, it's still pretty fucking epic. I'm realistic about it. So I'm not going to beat myself up over it. Again, if two or or three tragic things happen where we don't pay our house off for 36 months instead of 24 months or 18 months, I'm still going to be okay. I guess that's the takeaway, you guys. Next one, you got to win the day. Uh, My homie Pat talks about it a lot. You have to decide what a good day is, both personally and professionally, and you have to make that happen. You have to decide what a good day is, both personally and professionally, and you got to stride to make that happen every single day. You have to set some goals, you know, just some things that you want to accomplish. Today. It can be little stuff too, business stuff like, did I spend time with the people I love? Did we do something for fun? Did I do one thing to move my business forward? Did I make, do one thing to, to make myself better? if you will. You have to get clear about what winning is to you and to you alone. Not to your friends, not to your family, not to just your coworkers. What winning the day means to you. Too much time is spent dwelling on tasks and and shit on our quote-unquote to-do list. And as you know, if you guys see my desk here, if you're watching on YouTube, I have all these little post-its and they never go away. And if they go away, then they multiply within two seconds. So we can't spend all our time on trivial shit. It's better to decide, you know, the big rocks, That are important versus the Little Rocks, and decide what a realistic, successful, awesome, epic day looks like to you. And the last thing I'm gonna leave you guys with is you have to decide. You have to, and again, I say you, and I say you in emphasis, like in big, bold, black letters. You have to decide what success is for you, you have to decide what happiness is for you, you have to decide what kind of fucking life you wanna live. And you have to do it without reservation and without holding yourself back and about worrying what the world is going to think and and how people are going to judge you for it. You get to determine what the right blend of personal and professional success is for you. You get to decide how much money you can make. You get to decide where you travel, where you go, how you live. You get to decide when you retire. You get to decide what type of business you want to have, what type of business and career and organization you want to work in. You ultimately get to decide what role you want to play in that company, in your life. You decide how much personal income you need and who you're going to surround yourself with to get there. Nobody else does that for you. If you don't like the money you're making at your job, then fucking quit and do a different job that pays you more money and understand the consequences of that action. You don't like working for somebody else? That's cool. Quit. Work for yourself. It's 2019. You have an iPhone and Google. You can do so much epic shit your grandma and grandpa could never do, but the choice is yours. Too many people act as if they're a victim of their situation and of the time that they live in. But you don't have to be. You can play a victim if you want. And you can, and I'm sure your mom and your friends and family will probably play into it. And they'll say, you know, you're ER with the O oh, is me shit as you go through your life. And that's fine if you choose to do that. But just know you don't have to. You decide what you want. And then you start taking small steps daily towards those actions. You control your life. And only you. Nobody else. And I can't say this with enough conviction, you guys, because I share the origin story of me so much. So you don't think I'm just some super fit, rich, white dude who lives in Scottsdale because I wasn't always this person. And I once thought like, I don't know. I I, went, I literally thought this. I'm dead serious when I say it. I didn't think I could ever do something that made more than probably 40,000 bucks a year. I honest to God, that was my belief system when I was in my early twenties. I'm like, I have an, I have an education background. Education is what I know, you know. Sports is what I know, and, and those jobs, you know, coaching sports, teaching sports, <laughs> you know, like whether it's like Parks and Recs or working in the school system. I don't know many of those jobs that pay more than 40 to 50 grand a year a- after a certain amount of time, depending on obviously what city you live in and where I'm from. Like that would be, you know, where I come from, 40 grand is a decent amount of money to make. You can live a pretty good life making 40 grand if you're not a complete dipshit, uh, spending your money on dumb stuff. And I didn't think a life beyond that was possible. I'm dead fucking serious when I say it to you. And I, and I say that with conviction. I remember living at my dad's house <clears throat> before I moved out here. Having no direction in my life, sitting in his basement thinking, how the fuck am I ever going to buy a house like this? How am I going to ever afford enough, not just for like a down payment, like be able to pay it off. How am I ever going to be able to afford a $100,000 house? I'm literally telling you guys my honest thoughts when I was 23 years old. I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Someone's going to ha- some, some rich uncle that I don't have <laughs> is going to have to die and leave me money. I literally just felt you know, hopeless. I was playing the victim role. I'm like, you know what? Because I, I, was, I was sick. I was broken. I didn't have the social skills. I didn't really know what direction to take my life. I knew I loved fitness and I wanted to, to become healthy and build my body back up and do that. But I didn't really think any of these things were possible. I was playing the victim role. You're sick, Jeremy. Um, you, know, you don't come from money. This is where you live. How are you going to do anything? I literally played that situation. Not realizing that I could decide what I wanted to do, how I wanted to live my life, where I wanted to go. And partially that's my own fault because I was playing the victim role and I had the mentality and I was believing what other people were telling me. I couldn't do things the way that I could do it. And I share this with you before I let you guys go. The moment that I stopped listening to the wrong people, and stop believing this story that I had heard from people around me in my circle of system and just the world like, oh, the economy is this and the world is this and the best days of America are over and all these horseshit things. My life became pretty great. When I stopped listening to people doing worse than me and stopped listening to people who already had a victim story and already listened to people who were losing and who weren't happy and who were sad and depressed, my life became great. I heard from so many people, oh, you you can't do fitness as a business or you can't, you know, just come in here, you know, wearing a hoodie and a backwards hat and you can't swear and you can't be yourself and you got to be more, you know, professional and you have to be this. It's all fucking horse If you're if you really believe in who you are and what you're doing and you have some confidence in yourself and you're willing to become more educated, if you're willing to learn a set of skills, if you're willing to work a ridiculous schedule on a lot of hours, and if you're willing to help a shit ton of people, if you're willing to just be a nice fucking awesome human that puts more good shit out in the world than bad stuff, you can be successful. I promise you that. <clears throat> Again, I can't guarantee you'll become a multimillionaire. I can't be guarantee you'll become famous. I can't guarantee you'll never have stress in your life. But what I can promise you is this. If you're willing to go all in on yourself and make you the best personal operator of all time and you care about other people and you're willing to give back and exhaust yourself in exchange for helping others, you will live an epic fucking life greater than you ever thought possible. At least that's been my experience the last 10 years and again, most of you are far more talented and more polished and more accomplished than me. So if I can do it, you guys can do the same as well. So again... We all have our own you know personal operating personal success system, and <clears throat> excuse me, we all have certain traits that we're great at, but it's learning to improve on those things that we're already good at, to take them from good to great to great to phenomenal to phenomenal to master class, and then just kind of you know doing a little extra work on the things that we need to be proficient at and letting go of all the stuff that we're not naturally great at and playing to your strengths, punting the shit you're bad at playing to your strengths, going all in, making you the best version you can be investing in yourself. Not your fucking car, not your house, not your bag, not your shoes, not a watch, not fancy shit. Invest in yourself first. Make you the commodity, make you the talent, make you the linchpin in everything you do. If you become great and you help a ton of people, you'll get the car, you'll get the house, you'll get the bag, you'll get the shoe, you'll get the watch, you'll take the trips, you'll have all that shit and more. Because you invested in you and you made you the best personal operator possible. Again, those are just my thoughts mixed in with the outline Pat had sent me. And hopefully it's a reminder to help you guys dial in on the things that are going to make your life as amazing as possible. And again, it's all simple stuff. I don't know how else to say it. If you can really provide value for other people in their life and make them feel a certain way and help them solve a problem and make their life better, you're gonna have a pretty epic life, and I'm not talking about just money and stuff. I'm talking about legacy. I'm talking about impact that's gonna reach far beyond you imagine. So Troy was just on here uh, in the uh, in the offices we're working out, and uh, I'll share this and I'll let you guys go. The little kid, uh, you know, wakes up uh, Achilles up, and he gives him uh, he holds his shield for him as he gets up on his horse to go do uh, battle, and. He hands me the You're gonna, you have to go fight this warrior. You know, he's the biggest man I've ever seen. He goes, I won't want to fight him. And Achilles just looks down at this little kid and he says, And that's why no one will remember your name. And I remember seeing that uh years ago as a kid, and I'm like, Holy shit. That's a it's a it's a really powerful takeaway. And not that you do this, you know, to be famous, but you do it for legacy. Like you want to be a person that if you were to die your husband your wife your friends your family your kids your grandkids the people you touch they remember your name and that lives on you know longer than you do so you know what this person helped me and by you becoming an awesome person people think sometimes oh jeremy you're talking about personal development and investing in yourself that's selfish sure but being selfish you can be very selfless by being selfish you can be very selfless by making you awesome it's infectious It's a positive cancer that affects everybody around you. The casket effect you have by improving other people's lives ripples for generations. It ripples far beyond the hundred years you guys are going to live. That's the key takeaway. And selfishly, it makes your life awesome now, but selflessly, it helps everybody else you come in contact with. And that, my friends, is the game to life in my opinion. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. I know I rambled on a lot and I ranted, but it's Sunday and I was fired up, so hopefully you dig it. If you're on iTunes right now, stop. Don't be a lazy ass. Drop me a five star. Leave a comment, even if it's one sentence about what we appreciate or if I made you laugh or you got something out of it, I thank you guys for it because... A lot of you guys are listening, but you still have yet to drop a five-star and leave a comment. So please do if you're listening to this. And again, subscribe so you guys don't miss an episode. And obviously, as always, share with a friend or family member you think it can help. And we got a lot of fire stuff coming to you this week. And I think we get my wife back on the podcast as well. But that's later in the week. So until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people. And please, you guys, keep doing shit you love and people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.